everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in and find out all the latest news. Let's go Rangers. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Today is Wednesday. It is October the 11th, and we begin our 15th season of covering the New York Rangers. My name is Jim, and as always, I am joined by the one and only the lauded, the award-winning, the esteemable, the esteemable. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. But the often, often imitated. If you don't believe me, just search New York Ranger podcast and see how many hits you get. But never duplicated. Edward Fitzgerald Geik. Eddie, here we go again. Again. Finally, it's here. Here we go again. I I I'm I I really thought it wouldn't come around. It was it seems like it's been a year, full calendar year since we've seen Ranger hockey. Very excited to see the boys. Uh, it felt like COVID was back in town. It's been so long yeah. since we've had hockey, right? Yeah. Oh Sorry. Get, you, get your boosters. Get your boosters. Uh, now get vaccinated the whole bit. It's been that long. What, 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 when did this season come to its miserable end? The last season, I don't know. Late April, right? Yeah, it came to a crashing thud. And <clears throat> and and what has been, and I don't know. Uh, some people disagree with me. I think, I guess maybe with the social media today, we're more focused on the Rangers than. But I said it was one of the worst off-seasons. Some people are like, really? are like, really? It was one of the worst off-seasons? I go, they've certainly lost worse, worser than this, than they did last year. But the fan base is angry. They're pissed. They're just ready to go. But I'm just glad it's back every well, night. What? Go ahead. 
I just as, as two people who have had the finger, as I like to say, our finger on the anus of this franchise and this fan base for the better part of 15 years, taking the temperature of this fan base over the summer, it was not good. No, it wasn't. It was not good. And, and for good reason, I think. For good, for absolutely good reason. People were angry. They were depressed. I mean, you know. More emotional. But here we are. Here we are again. Yep. And I'm I'm glad to see it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we have a very good team. I, I'm just going to say it straight out. I may be uh, held over the coals after 20 games. If you look at the personnel of this team compared to some of the personnel of other teams, I think the Rangers have a, a, a good core. They'll be fun to watch. We all know that the real test is coming, to, you know, is the postseason. There are fans that don't think the Rangers are going to make the postseason. I think it's impossible for the Rangers not to make the postseason. Impossible. Well, it's possible if Igor Shester- possible. Well, if Igor Shesterkin goes down, but you've got enough guys who could score goals and enough people that can play defense, and you have the best goalie in the league, uh, in my opinion, uh, that you should be able to make the playoffs. Um, so that. You know, but that's not the goal here. The goal here is to watch the transformation, the supposed, the promised transformation. The transitioning. Yeah, the transition. We're transitioning, everybody. Yes. Get ready. Hold on to your privates. We're going to be transitioning here uh, into a team that will be able to uh, adjust. And I was thinking about it, and I'll make I'll make it quick. Uh, you don't have to take your time. Well, I kind of was trying to place together the Rangers, like piece together the Rangers, like playoff, uh, uh, their playoff I'm trying to say, trends were to get out to like, like jump out in a series like two games to none seemed like this was constantly happening and then it would come crashing down <laughs> it, 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 i feel much better when they fall behind in a series three games to one right right and i feel like maybe the rangers players do have heart but once the other team kind of counters with some kind of coaching or some kind of, they do things differently. Now, there's, of course, there's other factors. Once the other team changes their goalie, their that opposing goalie becomes Ken Dryden. Right. I wish they could just prove us wrong one year. And when some no-name goalie comes in, the Rangers get six goals on him and barrels him. Up. Exactly. He's got to go into therapy. He's right. done... He's done right. for hockey, but it's never the case. He's a shell of himself. Can't perform as a man. Yeah. That's what we want. Right. That's what we aim to do with this fan base, just once. Instead, we got the Dylan Levi's of the world and the, the Kira Schmids and all these idiots. So they got to get rid of that bugaboo, but that's that's beside the point. I, I think 
the adjustments and the uh, the adjustments I think will make a difference if with the Rangers, especially if they can. They've shown that they can win in the playoffs. It's just last year. It just was so bad. But I don't want to talk about last year really anymore. Um, you know, we got a new coach. I don't know if you've listened to the new coach. Uh, if you saw his press conference today, uh, you know, he was asked about the start. Is it going to be a bumpy start? What's the kind of start is he hoping for? Which I thought was, again, again dumb questions by the New York media. Please, I guarantee you, everyone in this chat room right now could ask better questions than the New York media. Why don't, I mean, I know we know some people that, you know, are also on this tip as far as our, our the media goes here. But really, what's it going to hurt to ask a tough question? What are you going to throw you out of the room? Oh, Larry, that's off. It's off base. And I don't understand. What they so fear of not getting access to nothing? The players say nothing. This coach is a little bit more forthcoming than the last one. So you might get something from him, but he sounds like he can handle a tough question. I don't get it. It's softballs after softballs. So anyway. I'm looking forward to the Rangers. I think the Rangers have a good team. Um, who's in the look? Who's in the chat? Wow! Yes, Mikhail's Bar and Grill. Mikhail's Bar and Grill. Our home away from home. Yes, where we will be December the uh, was that December second, right? December second. Yes, for our first viewing party of the year. The great people at McHale's can't wait. Uh, well, they're playing Nashville that night, right? Nashville, yes. Yeah. Speaking of Nashville, I, I, I bumped into Nick DeCristo, who will be at, not at the viewing party, but he will be in Nashville to watch that game. Oh, he's skipping the viewing party? Well, he's going to the game. Ah, it's unacceptable. I have to say, you know, Nick is... Like all of you guys, he's just a really hell of a nice guy. Every time I see him, he brings me something Ranger-related. This time, I don't think I have it for this. Do I have it in the bin, Chris? The uh, bobblehead? Okay. I'm sorry. So anyway... uh, <clears throat> Nick always brings me something. He brought me a Ranger shirt, like a Ranger Subway Madison Square Garden shirt. Like you ever see those shirts that have the subway stops? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's just a hell of a nice guy. He, he brings these little tchotchkes, like you call it tchotchkes, these little pins to the viewing party. And uh, so I saw him and he gave me. He gave me pop- this. The awesome and, Anders Hedberg Cup. He did? Yeah, I told you the story on the on the oh, air. I told yeah, the story. Yeah. He gave me the... Sean Kraft is going to be in Nashville. I don't know. I, I, I was looking at the Nashville roster. They don't look so great. <clears throat> oh, I'll come and get it. Oh. So, uh, 
Ugh. All right. So uh, anyway, he he gets me this. Now I don't know if the the camera is going to pick this up, but can you read the name on there? Ken Janander. A Ken Janander bobblehead doll. Who knew such a thing? That's worth millions. That's right. That's worth millions. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm really what a nice excited. gift. I mean, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. It gives you bad Hartford Wolfpack, Connecticut whale hockey. Connecticut whale. So I thought that was nice of him. That was nice of him. It's a, he's a good egg. He is. He's a good guy. So okay, going. So I'm excited. Let's get it going here. Let's get off everybody's back. Let's wait till the games are played. Then we'll get on people's backs. I know you earlier in the offseason were like, have no expectations for this team. Are you still there? Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm thinking uh, they're a playoff team. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if this team is, I don't know how much better this team is than last year. We'll see. It's going to depend on the improvement of the youngsters and and if this team can actually play, you know, structured hockey. We'll see. Okay. They're going to, you know, they're going to, there's, we've got some new faces that we'll talk about. One, of course, you know, the main one being behind the bench, Peter Laviolette, who's coached every other team in the NHL, a couple in the KHL, a few in the ECHL, the PCHL. The IHL, DHL, DH, DHL. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. He has had a lot of instant success with the teams he's coached. The uh, the the Islanders, which which was one of his first stops, or maybe his I guess that was his first stop. The Islanders started off the season by winning nine of their first 11 games and improved by 44 points from their previous season. The Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup in LaViolette's first full season, in his first full season behind their bench. And the 2009-10 Flyers reached the finals in his first year in Philadelphia. (coughs) Ole Jokinen. No, made that possible. And the Preds and Caps also registered at least 100 points during his first full years with those two teams. So he is good at getting at getting results quickly. And I think and I think, you know, as Eddie likes to tell you every week, this is a he is a results based fan. Yeah, so. We'll see. You know, it was not it was not an encouraging preseason, but you know, again, it's it's preseason. It's it's meaningless in most cases. But uh, you know, they, they do have some new faces. Will Cooley has made the team. Yeah. <clears throat> Ranger fans seem to be happy about that. Uh I'm excited they- about it. And it sounds like he's going to play on the third line with Vinny Trocek and newly acquired uh, Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler, yeah. That, that's just a pretty pretty formidable third line. I mean, it sounds like a good third line. I'm glad Trocek is not in the first two lines. I think 
that's good. I think the the uh, fourth line has once again been rebuilt. The fourth line has been rebuilt more than the uh, Mets bullpen at this point. <laughs> this year's incarnation will be Barclay Goodrow on the left, Nick <laughs> Nick the, the hairless cat Benino in the middle, Mister Bigglesworth, <laughs> Mister Bigglesworth, and uh, and Pitlick on the right wing. At least that's what we're starting with. That's where where it goes. Here, I'll give you a look at the, uh, I'll give you a look at the lines here. These are the the lines that have been skating in camp. I don't think there are any surprises here. You probably could have put these together yourself. Arthur Staple. It's from Arthur Staple. Chris Kreider's been a dad and Kako on the first line. Paderen, Heedle, and Lafreniere on the second line. Lafreniere going to be given every opportunity to succeed, which I think is good. I think the same for Kako. Let's see if they – it's time. It's time. Heedle, Mr. 45% face-off. The the defensive pairings that that you're used to pretty much stay the same with with Eric Gustafson stepping in next to Braden Schneider. Occasionally we'll see some Zach Jones in there. Igor Shesterkin, the starting goaltender, and the early preseason whipping boy, Jonathan, <laughs> wave him quick, as Eddie calls him, See? on uh, backing up Igor. So new faces on the uh, on the roster. You've got uh, Will Cooley making the roster as a rookie, Blake Wheeler, Nick Benino, Pitlick, uh, and Gustafson. And of course, Jonathan Quick. So who who's got you excited on, the, on the, these new guys? Who are you excited to see, Eddie? Who 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 gets you revved up? Who gets your motor running? Well, I mean, I like I, I'm interested to see what Blake Wheeler's all about. Um, my takeaway from him was he's not the swiftest of feet guy, but he's old. But he seems to be around the net, and know and knows what he's doing out there. So it's not. I try to curb my expectations with the rookies. You know, uh, Will Cooley played pretty good in the preseason. Uh, you know, might have been their best forward in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, he he. You know, well, maybe I, Brendan Othman. Right, but uh, I don't who did know. not make this team, but we will talk about. Right, uh, I have to say that I, uh, I would, I think, but the facto would be probably Cooley, but you know, the facto pick. But I, I'm, I'm looking to see, can they make this adjustment uh, to playing a different type of hockey and be productive, especially with the way some of these players are built. We know Mika's got a great two-way game. We know Kreider's got a great two-way game. There are some guys that don't have a great two-way game that I want to see see if they can adjust. Uh, Mostly Artemi Panarin. Will the the points suffer? Will uh, there be a, a learning curve, as they say? Also... I'm a little concerned about 
the defense joining the rush the way he wants to. He wants these guys to be heading to that net. Defensemen, whatever. It's an aggressive type of game, which could lead to a lot of odd man rushes the other way. And I saw a lot of them in the preseason. Um, so, I, but as far as players go, I mean, Cooley's the obvious one, Wheeler. They don't really have a lot of new guys. I know that, some, Jim, I don't know how you felt, but some Ranger fans were lamenting the uh, the demotion of Johnny Broadway Brodzinski. Uh, did you did you lose any sleep over that? Uh, I did not. I know. I know. I know. Ranger fans like him. I, I just think. I think guys like him are a dime a dozen. He's a four A player. You know, he's a guy that will that will excel in Hartford, and make you know, and then he'll get to he'll get to the big show and. Just the productivity is not there. I just want to mention because I see him here, and I, I was actually thinking about the Liam Scott is here in the chat room, and it's good to see you, Liam. I was thinking about you the other day. I, I was thinking how we hadn't seen you around these parts lately, and uh, just hope you're doing okay. So, hello to Liam. Good to see you. Hey, Liam. Yeah, for some reason, it popped into my head the other day that I hadn't seen much of him lately in the sh in the show chat and everything like that. So. Uh, I have the Laviolette video from today. If you want to watch that at some point, I'll leave that up to you. It's it's loaded and ready to go. Okay, we could get into that in a little bit. If you want who, to hear. Who are you excited to see? Just basically. I'm excited. Well, I, I, I am, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about Will Cooley. It would be nice, and I tell myself this every year. I think I say it on the show every year. It would be nice if we just had that one rookie that comes in and lights the world on fire that nobody expects it to happen, comes out of nowhere, you know, like like so many other teams seem to do. We yeah. don't get that. All we get is disappointment from our rookies. In most cases, I mean, I guess Adam Fox would have been a you know would have been an exception. But it, so maybe Will Cooley will be that guy that exceeds expectations. I surely hope so. Uh, that, that would be, be nice. Absolutely lovely. To see I think it's him. great that he's going to play on a line with Blake Wheeler. You know, it's good uh, and and Trocheck. Yeah, I think those guys are, are capable guys. It's not like he's thrown on the fourth line. I don't know much about this Pitlick guy. Uh, he's a guy I think I saw play in the minors last year. I mean, I think he's one of those guys that uh, he could easily be replaced if not playing well, then he could probably be one of those guys that I have to watch because the coach likes him, which will definitely get my ire if he stinks and he keeps playing. Dick lick. I love that. But I, I, I don't know much about him. I assume he's a, you know, he's a plugger. He's a grinder or whatever he is. Not a big score. His, his best year was 2017 with Dallas, or 2018, I should say. Uh, 14 goals, 13 assists, 55 career NHL goals. Yeah. How, how which is still more than I have, so I can't. Yeah. You know, 
What's his uh, what's his measurements there? 32, 40, what is he? Uh yes, his hips, he's a <laughs> six foot two, two hundred pounds. That ain't that bad. But I, I wish my prototypical guy would be a banger, like a guy who hits on that fourth line, but not a guy that takes a lot of penalties either. So uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't look like he's a guy that drops the gloves much. Uh, Why don't they get that Ross Johnston? He got let go by the Islanders. Oh, did he? After what you call beat him up. Rippenstein. Uh, Rippenstein. Rippenstein beats you guy up, and they had to wave him. Right. So you were so hurt by that fight. Right. I don't think Ross Johnston's the answer to anybody's problems, but I would. Or maybe you can go out and get a Ryan Reeves and sign him for two years at the, the four million a year. Oh, Toronto did that. Sorry, Cutter. But Tyler Pitlick drafted in the second round by the Edmonton Oilers, which just in 2010, which just makes him another guy who had a longer career than the Rangers' first round pick that year. Uh there was a little bit of uh hullabaloo that Ben Harper was sent down. Uh, I I could him as Zach Jones. I'd rather probably. I think I'd rather have Ben Harper up than Zach Jones. But I think I, I think he feels more of a need. Well, you know this the the coach the style that they want to play is they want to they want to they got to play faster. Good point. Good point. And you know, I don't think this team improved much in the speed department, but. You know, as far as work ethic, he wants them going full tilt all the time. And I think he wants the defenseman joining the rush and, and joining the play, the defenseman, in the offensive zone. So, you know, maybe that's something that I guess that's that's definitely something Zach Jones probably does better than Valerie Harper. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little scared of this, uh, this uh, fire wagon defense we're supposed to have where everybody's just – Russia towards. I'm a little scared. A little scared. But it's the regular season, so work it out. We got the best goaltender in the world back there. He can handle it. He likes he likes these 50-shot games. He likes to be busy back there. He's better when he's busy. Hank was better when he was busy. Um, I don't know. The Rangers... No block shots this year. I don't want any deflections. <laughs> Nothing. Just... Let him see it. Let him stop it. Okay. All right. I mean, listen, they got to take the training wheels off. I mean, uh, and we'll, we'll see if it, it works, if it doesn't work. I think a lot of people are just, they are pretty sure that they're going to stagger out of the gate and then find their form. But who knows? I mean, who really knows? The, I mean, the playoffs certainly did not. Not the playoffs. The preseason did not endear them to the fans because the, the lack of scoring and the, the, yeah, the special the, teams were horrible in the offseason. The, NA, the preseason. NHL preseason is weird, too. You have so many guys on the roster that and they only play six preseason games, which I understand, you know, is, is even, you know, in one way it's not enough and in one way it's too many. But – you know, you've got one team, half the team playing one night, then the other half team plays the other night, and half of the guys that are playing every night have no shot at making the team. 
So it's not until you get to like game five of the preseason that you see like even 75% of your opening night roster. So, and th- so those guys get like a game together and then the season starts. So I think, I think what's more important than those preseason games is this week that they've had off. I'm glad I, I for one am thrilled that they didn't play last night. They don't play tonight. Just keep practicing, work that power play, work that penalty kill, you know, work that backup goaltender. <laughs> Let, let Benny do his thing. I, you know, I, I think I think they're going to get more. I, I'm hoping that they've gotten more out of this week off than they've gotten out of the six preseason games because it's just I, I don't know how you I don't know how you put anything together. Although somehow the Devils seem to. Wow, that, that team's that I'll tell you what that, I as I despise them with everything I have, but that team has been touched by the hand of God. God is looking out for the New Jersey Devils. Well, yeah, in a way, but they they they've suffered for a while. They they've stunk for a while, and I don't even want to hear it. Okay, I don't even want to. They they don't know suffering. They were here twelve years and they had a cup, or thirteen years and they had a cup. Then two years later they had another one. Then four years later they had another one. Well, yes. <clears throat> do I trust? I don't know what the Lavulet era is yet. Uh, do I trust him as a coach? Uh, I don't know. I can. I got to evaluate. I. I think the guy is. Uh, he's good, uh, but I don't know if he's going to be able to be able to push this team because really it comes down to it. If it if it wasn't Gallant and it's not Laviolette, then it's these. Sorry, as forwards and players we have, it's those core guys that were heralded two seasons ago for being the comeback kids and never give up and no quit in New York. Then it's got to be them, and since you can't move most of them, what do you do then? I'm just gonna take it game by game. I'm gonna enjoy hockey. I'm gonna make my uh, my little analyzations. And see where I am as a fan. I've told you this many times. I just want to be proud of my team. Right. All I want to do, I want to love my guys. I don't know that's not no homo, as Costa would say. I just want to love my guys. I want to root for Ryan Lindgren. I want to root for, I want to see troops, the trooper train. I want Kreider with his tip ins. I went zip. Uh, I don't know if I want Zabinajad. With those uh, that one timer from the uh, change it up. Everybody knows it's coming. Everybody knows it's coming. Me, you know it. I know it. Bob Dole knows it. The American people know it. Everybody knows it. Uh, so I totally, uh, yeah. I think a couple guys I've I've got my eye on. I need, I must, will. <laughs> Keandre Miller to play much better than last season. He's got to make an impression offensively. I need him to want to physically uh, be more involved in the game. He's big. He's It's his third or fourth year in the league here. He needs to establish himself. He needs to 
protect teammates in a more virulent way. He needs to, uh, you know, he's on the second pairing. I know Truba takes care of business with that. Com- but how about if you have two of them? You just don't have to have one of them. So he's one of the guys that I've championed. And he, he, he listen, I, I've thrown him, I thrown him off the deep end when he deserves it. And he needs to step up. Now, he just signed, what, a two-year deal? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think in these two years, he's got to prove to me he is a second-pairing defenseman without Jacob Trouba. You know, I think Jacob Trouba, uh, he's get, he gets the luxury of playing with this guy. And I think he needs to put up either more points. He needs to improve his game and not turn the puck over all the time. So I'm watching him too, Jim. Brandon Schneider, I want to see him take a step forward. He's playing with, uh, I think, Gustafson. I mean, what was your assessment of Gustafson in the uh, preseason? Uh, you know, as advertised. You know, he he, he can he can skate. He can shoot the puck. And, yeah, you know, he's he's, he's an offensive. You know, he's offensive defenseman, but he, he's not he's not good in his own end. So, you know, Schneider's going to have to pick up the slack on some of that, which I believe Braden Schneider will do. I think Braden Schneider is, and it's not just because I'm wearing his jersey. I think he's, I think he's going to have a a, a, a a very good season. He is one I of the guys on my radar that I am looking. He is one of two or three guys that I'm looking to take a, a big leap this year. I don't, I'll buy a big leap. I don't mean he's going to score 30 goals and become, uh, you know, He's not Eric Mike Carlson Green or Eric Carlson, but you know I think we're going to see some offense out of him. I think, uh, I, and I think Keandre Miller. I think you're right about Keandre Miller. I think Keandre Miller is, I, he should thrive in this system. He yeah. should. He should. I mean, you know, he he was as you know, we all know. He originally, when college was a forward, he should be able to, to. Uh, like you said, thrive under the system. I don't uh, want to see him coasting. No, no. Oh, I, 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 and I and I pray to God that this coach doesn't stand for it. That's what I'd like to see. You're right. You're right, White, as Phil Rizzuto used to say. As Phil Rizzuto used to say, the money yeah. store. I. That's what I'm hoping from the coach who was accountability. Say Keandre Miller has a bad stretch, he doesn't he doesn't automatically stay on that second pair. You know what right. I'm saying? He gets right. dropped down to third pairing. Where or guys, he sits for ten minutes, you know? Right. Exactly. It's just not bump to the bump, keep throwing him out there. Oh well, you know. You know what I you know what I want? You know what I want that I'm hoping that this coach is gonna give them that they have an identity. Give them an identity. I mean, what is – I mean, really, this team has had – even all those regular season wins under Gerard Gallant, what, would, what was their identity? Were they, were they really a team that worked hard every shift? No, they weren't. Were they a team that defended well all the time? No, they weren't. Were they a team that could score every night? Not really. What were they? They had no identity. I want a team with an identity. Like Eddie said, I want to be proud of my team. I want to say, you know what, this team goes out every night – it gives it everything they every shift, every shift, every guy. Nobody's coasting. Guys are finishing their checks. Nobody's 
Nobody's just waving at guys in the crease. Somebody comes in your crease, comes to your goaltender, they've got to pay. They got to pay. Nah, I I think I think the Rangers as a core. I, I've been using that word a lot tonight, but I think the Rangers do legitimately care about each other. I I really think, you know, they do. I I really do. I mean, now you have some newer players coming in. I don't. I mean, how many years has Nick Benino been in the league? I couldn't. I tell you what he did when he was in his prime. Uh, I know he's a checker. He's a, that. That's what his main role is. So we'll see. Are these guys the same type of guys we've seen before that have come in? I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. These fourth line guys that we kind of just go through the motions with, and then uh, I don't know. Well, it it just seems like it just seems like every year it takes them it takes months to find fourth line players and and it i feel like it in the end it always winds up costing them because they get beat by they get hemmed in on the, the these fourth lines on teams that they they win your championships they win your playoff rounds you know right. and, and i just feel like every year you know we're we're, we're waiting you know it takes months to find a, a decent fourth line that can get it done and oh, you got to get tyler mott at the deadline oh and... right we got to go get Tyler. well we got tyler pitlick instead we got another tyler we got another tyler tyler pitlick well, I guarantee. I mean, it, it's not gonna. It's never gonna be a smooth ride. You. I see you guys are getting really uh, amped up in the chat room, but you know it's not gonna be smooth. They're not gonna hit the road, you know, hit the pavement running and reel off thirteen and wins in a row. Save I'd be foot. willing to bet you that, in, uh, that if we went back and went through every roster from the be- from the beginning, from when we started doing this show. I'd be willing to bet that there are, there are at least 100 to 125 different players that have come in that have tried to fit in and make a fourth line for the Rangers. All right. Derek Dorsett, Brian Boyle. Uh, you know, the names go on and on. And Cody McLeod, right? Was he another one? Daniel Carcillo, who was actually pretty good. That fourth line was pretty good that season. The cup Don run. Don Moore. Don Moore. Another guy. And it's a funny – Don Moore actually came out of our system but then went to do it with other teams, then came back. Right, right. But that's another thing. The Rangers are, I cannot develop anybody to play the fourth line. You would think that would be the easiest thing for an AHL team to do. But uh, we shall see what we shall see. Um, So I'm uh, – you know – I've, I'm just glad it's back. I'm glad that we're going to have hockey, uh, glad, you know, to commiserate with all the fans and talk uh, weekly about the and laugh because that's part of the program here. It's uh, This is not a serious uh, analytical. Half the time I don't know who they're playing. Well, what happened? And Jim's guiding me through my emotional roller coaster. Right, we are here to have fun first and foremost, whether it's win or lose. I will say one thing seriously, seriously, as a comedian, folks, I would like to say that I I have no confidence in Jonathan Quick. Now I know people are going to say, "Well, Holak," and I even brought this up in defense of him in the beginning when I saw him. 
Halak got off to a rough start. You know, Benoit Olaire is a magic man, as Hart would say. He is the goalie guru. We all know that. But I feel like Jonathan Quick is a guy that really depends Maybe on unsalvageable him. is what you're saying? I, I really think so. And I think that's a glaring error by, error by the Rangers. They have some options if it doesn't work out, whether you go with spicy pork or you go with uh, Dylan Garan, what have you. What, uh, what have you. Um, but he's a goalie that really is low to the ground, depends on his reflexes, and the reflexes aren't there. You know, so I really think, you know, it creeps in. It's always a part of this organization, which, you know, you know, is the burr in my saddle is about this nepotism bullshit. It's not how much, how good you play. It's who, you know, and it's another one of Chris Jury's friends from Connecticut that somehow found himself on the Rangers roster when nobody, everybody in the league has ordained him to be done. So, well, again, he's the backup goalie. It's not a big, big issue, but go yeah. ahead. The other nice thing is the Rangers start the season off. Buffalo, day off. Columbus, day off. Arizona, two days off. Nashville, day off. Seattle, two days off. Calgary, day off. Edmonton, day off. Vancouver, day off. Winnipeg. So maybe you don't even need quick until November, God willing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you got a day off in between every game, there's no reason why Igor can't start the entire month of October. I mean, that's 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 what I'm thinking anyway. And worse, I mean, best case scenario, your backup goaltender plays 20 games, right? I think I think if you know they would like to see Igor play you know, somewhere around 60 games. Hopefully he stays healthy enough. Last year was the first time he's he uh, didn't have a, a uh, an injury that kept him out a few games. So, you know, I think that could be, you know, I, I don't think we'll have to really start worrying about the backup goaltender until, you know, as we get into November and December. Then you'll probably there's probably some back to backs by then. You'll we'll have seen quick a few times by then. You know they got a they got a back to back in November. They got a they got a tight window of like five games in eight days. It looks like against uh, De- Devils, Dallas, Penguins, Flyers, Bruins. It's like a tight window of all those games. Uh, so you know, Get me the end of November, and then I'll and, and then we'll see where we're at with the backup goaltender. And if not, there, there'll be options. Right, you just need him to go five hundred. That's all you need. So yeah, I mean, you, you know, if, if Igor is going to win thirty-five to forty, which is his his average, then what do you, you know? The, you, you get ten. You get if Jonathan Quick goes ten and ten with a with the goals against of. Five? No. <laughs> it would be like Doug Sotart's numbers. Yes. Doc wow, Dr. Darwin Bushman just letting go the the accolades and positive predictions here. Oh, he's on the good Chiba tonight. Yeah, he's got some of he, that. He got into the he got into the Peruvian pixie dust for sure. Yeah, he was off in Thailand scoring some of that. 
tie stick, whatever they call it. <laughs> I don't even know. I love drug culture. Look, he's got cried, cried Nets 45. Brett Howden got suspended. What did he do? Uh, he's one of those guys. I totally destroyed him on this show. And then I was looking at the lineups, and he's like on their power play unit, their second power play unit. Now he's suspended. What did he do? Hey, Joe, how are you? Suspended two games for a head hit on a head hit. Brandon, head hits, any head hits. He was suspended two games for a. Uh, Oh, Jonathan quiet. Quicksand. I like that guy. <laughs> Jonathan Quicksand. <laughs> I got the hacking cough tonight. <clears throat> so if you make me laugh. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Oh, yeah. Brandon Tanner for high hit. High hits. Head hits. Head hits. Any head, head hits. hits. I see. Uh, Margaret Hurley's here. All the luminaries have shown up. I love hockey. So who's who? Uh, to talk about a non-related uh, issue, did you hear what happened to Barry Melrose? I did. That's a shame. I like Barry Melrose. I didn't hate him. Yeah, he doesn't bother me. I used to look forward to. Uh, they used to. What they have NHL tonight on ESPN with him and. Steve Levy, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Barry got uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's and had uh, stepped down from his ESPN duties. And he's been there since, like, the beginning, practically. Yeah. Early 90s, I think they said, or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, or or maybe, maybe, maybe later 90s. Something uh, like they say he's a really nice guy. But, you know, prove it. Come on this show. Right. Uh, then you're a really nice guy if you show up here. Although this show has shown uh, time after time, you don't need phony baloney guests in order to be the greatest. That's right. Uh, we, we do it all here with you guys. Um, and when so we have a guest, when we have a guest, they come in here and just they kick ass. We raise the level. Yes. Corey Hirsch. Absolutely one of the best guests we've ever had. Yeah, we marginal ranger career and was one of our absolute best guests. Yeah. Not even just because of the serious subject matter or anything like that. He just he just got it. He just got it. Came on, took his teeth out, put put his ranger jersey on for us. He just got it. Unfortunately for the Rangers, they didn't go far in the playoffs because Corey wanted to come on during the playoffs. Right. And uh with us. Um, you know, he, he, he seemed into it. So hopefully, uh, we have him on again. Yeah. Maybe we can reach back out to him once the season gets going and come on and get his thoughts. I like Sean said that we should bring him in. See if we can back up Igor. <laughs> uh, so I think, uh, you know, they mentioned some players. I mean, what do you think? Filipino? Do you think, uh, I mean, he's been with the Rangers since 1967. He's only 24. Do you, do you think? Uh, do you he's think still only 24, Joe. I mean, is he playing second line minutes? Can you see him getting 30 goals this year? Is that a? Am I? Am I? Am I? Uh, 
Is it pie? Well, have, well, where game? was he last year? 20, 22, 25, right? 22 yeah, goals, he had 25 that, that really bad drought at the end. Oh, God. He, uh, what was he? I think he had 22 goals. 22 goals, 23 assists. So, yeah, he's got to, well, look, he's got to play with Panarin. He's going to play with the big boys. And Lafreniere, because we can't we can't split this dynamic duo up. So, right, this is a big year for him. He's another guy. I you know I I think he, you know, he's been groomed, so to speak, to be the second line center. And that day has come. Yeah, you know, I think- this team, this team is 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 better structured. If Vinny Trocek's the third line center and not the second line center, and you know last year we saw a lot of Vinny Trocek in the second line, and it throws off the balance of the entire team and what you expect from your lines. So you know it. It's. <laughs> I knew once I used the word grooming. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Was, I knew the jokes were going to come. Certain people were going to. And pop Sean up. McCaff did not let me down. Yeah. <clears throat> Got to take back that word. <laughs> a lot of people getting on uh, Philip Riddle's uh, injury uh, injury proneness. Uh, well, last year he did he did play seventy four games. Yeah, I mean you can't lose that many faceoffs unless you play a lot of games, right? Uh, the the his best year his second season he played seventy five games. Every other year, he has he has spent a, a considerable amount of time. Actually, how many um, how many games was the COVID season? Was that a forty two game season? I I did, Sean. It's all the COVID bad. season was forty two games, wasn't it? Like something like that. He played he played forty two games that year, so I think he might have played every one of those games. Um, but twenty one, twenty two, he only, he played sixty seven games, and last year played seventy four games. So if he can stay healthy. You know that's going to be a big a big part of it too, obviously. And he's and I, on, you know, and and we will get to the over unders because fifty six. Thank you. Uh, so he did miss he did miss quite a few games the COVID year too. Now I don't know if he had the vid. I don't remember, but I don't think you I don't think you missed Chlamydia? fourteen games with the vid, right? Chlamydia, which would have been a much better name for that disease, by the way. Yeah, I got COVIDia. <laughs> I got Chlamydia. <laughs> um, and you know everybody sees a preview, so we will get to our over unders. And Philip Heedel is on the over under list. Oh, so when we get to those, I don't know if you have your Swami hat. You might want to put your Swami hat on for the for the over unders. Uh, yeah, I got my Swami hat. <laughs> it's so ridiculous that I have all these props like within like I just have to lean down and then it boom. Tanner Tanner needed an Apple charger the other day, right? So I said, go downstairs, go in my desk. I said, in the top drawer, there's an Apple charger. You can use that one. So tonight we're sitting at dinner, and she says to me, I meant to ask you the other day, why is there a red wig in your desk drawer? <laughs> you like that cosplay or whatever. She goes, is that for the show? <laughs> it better be. I said, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll do the over unders. Uh, 
Well, here, all right. I when we're ready. And we and we still have the Peter Laviolette uh, yeah. video to watch. I, I want to I wanna address, we really got three guys here that Ranger fans have been clamoring for the uh, the the three young guys to play major minutes. It looks like it's going to happen. Uh, hey, guys. Oh, they were calling for it in the chat. Oh, they were. I had to give it to them. I wonder, are they still in uh, business? Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I've got 31 chairs. I got a warehouse here. <laughs> I got a warehouse. It all must go. Um, my point being, these three forwards. Hey, dude, what's up with the chairs? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the sound on the the clips is on point tonight too. Is it good? Yeah, it's I, really good. I checked it before we went live to make sure my it was working. Are insane. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to ask you I mean do you think this is the type of coach this is all speculation because I don't know <coughs> I already like it the fact that unlike Gerard Gallant and, it, and listen I'm not begging on Gerard Gallant he came here he won a lot of games he won a lot of games there are a lot of Ranger coaches that throughout their history don't do that Right. Of course, the playoff, you know, that's a different story, but he won a lot of games. Do you feel, I can't say feel because we don't really know how this, is he going to be a guy that is going to be like three games with Laffey uh, or heel as the second line center or Kako on the first line and then be like, oh, after three games, it's not working out back to the same old thing or do you think it's going to be we're going to give this a real real try i think i think he'll be a little more patient but don't you at least for the start of the season connor bedard has scored connor bedard yeah he's that first round pick guy yes he's a generational player joe and I think, oh, so do you think the organization ha- would say to a coach, we really need to find out where these guys are? Like, and, 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 and influence the coach to play these guys more? Does that happen anymore? Does it happen with the Rangers? I don't know. Does this happen? I don't know. Does Chris Drury have that much influence? You never see him. I saw him like three times. Every time they fire or hire a coach. Right. And it's a draft. So that's how right. I see him. And he always looks miserable. Well, Jim, wouldn't you say his 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 GM is on the line? I don't know. I don't know. You know, the 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 guy that did a horrible job got twenty five years to do it. And then the guy that we thought was doing an okay job, you know. Got three years, so who knows what? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. He shouldn't. I mean, really, at this point, he shouldn't get to hire another head coach. But I don't know. Say they're hired like twelve, didn't he? <laughs> didn't. 
Yeah, we didn't say they're hire uh, Larry. Didn't he hire Jean Guy Talbot? Uh, yes, I think so. he did. He's been around so long. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, there's a lot of questions. I think there's some things on the line. Uh, I think this is a Chris Drury. Listen, you, you got, this is a results-oriented business. Unfortunately, the Rangers. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they're rotten from the inside out. <laughs> I'm just telling you my honesty. I love the players, but I feel like the organization is just rotten. It's just too much of the Jed Myers and the Ryan Close and all these bums. There's got to be better guys in available that aren't ex-hockey, ex-rangers out there in these positions. And I feel like it's just done, you know, it's the old boy network with them. Inside. Well, you know, it, it seems like it seems like a lot of teams around the league, they they hire these, they hire players, former players for their front office positions. But they they were they were guys that were like elite at what they did, and then the Rangers go out and hired Ryan Holwig and Jed Ormeyer and Tanner Glass, and you know, I just I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're in New York City. They have at their fingertips the best of the corporate world. I mean, anything you want to get into, analytics, whatever. They, they have it right there. It's not like they're stuck in fucking uh, in Minnesota with the wild. and They don't have a metropolitan area, really. That's a, like a cap. This is the world's capital. We can't find the right people for these right positions. I, I feel like the Rangers never get a guy that is like successful another organization building a team building a farm system now nah, let's give it to the x ranger and this goes back even though i like jd and i know some people didn't all right jd you got the job <laughs> you know i feel like torts you got the job you you, you know it's always some in-house thing that's the thing that bothers me. But I do have hope because I really do think the Hartford Wolfpack are going to be better. From what I saw in this preseason, uh, I did was encouraged that there were a lot of players, there were a lot of fringe NHL players, I thought, that I got to see that could thrive in the, in the AHL. Yeah, I think there's I, I think there's some guys in Hartford that, that definitely could turn into NHL players. No. Jim, I wanted to bring to your attention before we dive into some of this other stuff. I heard a lot of rumors, a lot of rumor from rumors this year from my sources. You know, I've been talking about our sources. Right. Uh, Vincent's sauce is my favorite sauce. I think only, um, I don't know how many of you guys have actually had Vincent's sauce. I know that um, Sean has. But uh, Vincent's is a restaurant out in Deer Park. It's great. 
family style Italian. Italian. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to go to that one day. Break bread. Vincent's all day, right, Sean? That place is sick. Uh, so anyway, my sources, and Sean is one of the sources, uh, Sean Stein, uh, another source, who are reporting that the Rangers offseason for certain players was uh, kind of a, now th they haven't revealed their sources or are close to the action. As good journalists, uh, never reveal your source. But that some of the Rangers had an offseason where they kind of like uh, didn't work hard. And somebody came up to me the other night and revealed some more stuff to me. <laughs> Not just uh, with... Um, no, I didn't see that guy. Uh, I don't know how you... Not, I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name on Montreal, but no, I would like to see Reeves get beat up. Anyway, um, there are a lot of Rangers, including Jonathan Quick having parties and the Rangers really not taking the offseason all that seriously, considering that a new coach was going to come in. And now, again... These are unconfirmed. I'm not going to pretend I'm in the know because I'm not. I'm just saying a lot of people have said this to me. And, and people that I believe, they wouldn't just be bullshitting me. Does that really make a difference that the Ranger player did not hurt as much as the Ranger fan in the offseason? I think that is part and parcel to a lot of the reaction is that we were so disappointed. I mean, what's the offseason for? I mean, I don't know. How much credence do you put in that if it did happen? I don't know. Ask me again in December. Oh, he's just going to wait. Okay. <laughs> Ask me again in December. I don't know. I'm not I'm not worried about it. Just Well, there's two parts of me like, you know, I want them to be invested. But then I'm, I'm like, but you remember the off seasons in the 70s and 80s by these players? Right. They were smoking. They were drinking. They were carousing. That was during the season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but they wouldn't even touch the skates in the off season. Right. They'd have to have the the, the, the trainer get the skates, and it'd still be fucking soaking wet, and we'll, you know, disgusting for the, the. So I don't know uh, uh, if it's if it's really a thing or not. But I'm interested to see uh, what goes on with the three youngsters. They will be my focus for this year. Um, out of the three, who you think will um, have the most success? Kako. That seems to be what the feeling is, is that Capo Kako is going to have the – he looked good in the preseason. He did. He's strong. He's emotionless, uh, but he's, maybe that's the finished way. He's right. <laughs> he's finished. He might be finished, though. He's All right, finished. So Capococco. <laughs> Not British. Joe Garcia's got, Garcia's got Caco, Heedle, and then Laffy. 
Okay. All right. So you want to you want to go to the video? Let's talk about uh, Nixon. You want to hear? <laughs> want to hear from the coach? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Here we um, we're we're excited to get going, and um, you know that's really the end of training camp, and we wake up tomorrow. Can you stop it right there for State a second. Game number one. Yeah, so. hang on. I don't like the I don't like the positioning anyway. Okay. Uh. Who is this Goomba in the corner, the Rosasco corner? I, I don't I don't know who that is. He looks like he's he's connected. That guy. I don't know what he does. He's the fixer. He's the cooler. I don't know what he is. That guy, but he seems to. I don't know. Is there a hit out on him? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, continue. I'm sorry. All right. Let Fred Gwynn go ahead. Um, we're, we're excited to get going. And, um, you know, that's really the end of training camp. And we wake up tomorrow. It's pregame skate and game number one. So I can tell you everybody's really happy with that. Uh, I'm really happy with the way that camp went with regard to what we were able to put in play and how hard the guys worked in practice. And I, like I said, I think a better understanding of the games um, as we progress through training camp. And we're excited to get going and take on Buffalo tomorrow. Are you, are you anxious to see what this team is yeah. capable of? Yeah, I, th I think that I think the guys had a good camp. Like you saw, they worked extremely hard out there, and um, now you got to put it to the test and see how we do. I wanted to get your thoughts just on the parity in the league yeah. right now, team to team. It just feels like, and you can maybe attest to this year after year, it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It's, um, you know, it's really. It's in a good way, I think, that every game is is up for grabs. Um, everybody, I think, everybody starts yesterday, today, or tomorrow with the, with the hopes of being successful and being a playoff team. And eventually, things sift out a little bit, and you'll find teams below the line and above the line. But I know that the teams below the line, if you're not ready to play, then you know you'll you'll find yourself on the wrong end of the score. And I think that is a I think that's a you know, testament to the parity that is in the league and the quality of the players and the quality of the, the coaches and general managers and organizations. It's, it's just they're really good teams right now, and there's no such thing as an easy two points anymore. So you got to fight for everything every night. As far as your own team, um, <clears throat> with this training camp, has it, has it met your expectations? I'm sure you, you, you had done your homework on the players and you knew what to expect and all that kind of stuff. Have they lived up to what you expected they would live up to? Have they absorbed uh, as much um, teaching as you had hoped they would? I mean, is it, yeah. you know, you feel good about going into the season? 2023, still can't mic a press room. I, I do feel good about, you know, what we were able to put in play. Um, I do feel good about the work ethic that the players were able to put forth. Um, I don't think that would be... Um, I'm hoping we'll be better on game 10 than we will be tomorrow. I'm hoping that we'll be better on game 40 than we were at game 10. And I think that's just a natural progression of a team that is working to find success and become a top team in the National Hockey League, or at least that's what you would like to have happen. And so there's still work to be done. It's still work in progress. But um, I think a lot of things were put in place. And from just from my eyesight, the pace in which the players were able to do things and less 
awkwardness about doing it, I think, eventually becomes habit and then translates on a daily basis and hopefully into the games as well. Peter, to that point, is it reasonable in your mind, new coaching staff, some of the systematic changes you're making, is it reasonable to expect some growing pains early and, and taking some time to establish that identity you've talked about, or do you, do you think it's reasonable to hit the ground running? Um, I think that I think that probably both things have happened through the, the course of history. I think that some teams have had to go through some stumbling blocks and some teams have hit the ground running and it could be a complete role reversal at the end of the season where teams hit it, you know, stumbled but maybe hit it stride late. Um, this is a long year and it's a long progression. Um, certainly we'd like to get off the mark well and we'd like to win games and, and get out front. Um, that's, the, that's the goal. I wanted to ask you about Alexi. I know we've, we've asked you about him a lot. Um, but you know, just what you've seen throughout the camp, throughout the last few days, what, what are your expectations of what he's capable of? I thought he's looked really good in the last two practices. Um, it's nice to have him back and healthy going into the game. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, watching him play tomorrow night. I, I, and you're right, there are a lot of questions about him, but this is also a team sport. We need to make sure that everybody's firing. I'm not just going into the game tomorrow night focused on one person. I'm focused on the entire team. I'm focused on the way we play. I'm focused on the speed and attitude in which we play with. And so inside of that, I think you get evaluations of players, um, but it's probably a broader scope than just kind of dialing in on one player to see how he does tomorrow. I don't know if that's fair, but I will say that his last two practices, I think, have probably been his best practices of the camp. Is everyone 100% healthy? Yes, as of right now, yes. What, what's your thoughts just on the whole, you know, you're going on the road? I can't believe he actually home. said everybody's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's always that. a, <clears throat> it's always a lively building. <laughs> um, I think our guys are excited to just play some hockey. And so I know that if you're going to be successful, you have to be a good road team as well. So here's test number one. Hey, you heard it. That was All right. Kind of a, I mean, that was kind of a generic one. I did think the only couple things that I would uh, take away from that, he did acknowledge that there, there were some question marks with Lafaniere. Like, you know, he won't just be evaluating him, but he'll evaluate the whole team. But right. he did acknowledge that there, he's looked better. Now, that's a thing that has never sufficed for me as a range of any. He's looked good in practice. Right. Right? I that cut wait. no mustard with you. Exactly. Same Nothing. Thing with you. That does not cut mustard with any of us <laughs> in this chat room or the thousands of listening to us in Cambodia right now. There are, he looks good in practice. I never want to hear. I'm a results-oriented fan. I don't enjoy practice. The one open practice I went to was a complete mishigash. <laughs> I don't care about fucking practice. So, and as far as oh, you, what was the, what was what? that thing called that that the open practice, oh, the yeah. shitty, the 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 the, 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 back. <laughs> the, the, the shims, the Ethiopian shim sham slam dance or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are right, Jim. You know, fuck the Garden of Dreams. Get those fucking people a Mr. Microphone 
in that press room so we can hear what their lame questions are. What's the point of giving of of just playing his answers if you don't know what he's asked? I mean, I am I I don't know. Am I wrong? No. I mean, I, I mean, I know I don't hear so good, but still, I mean, it'd be nice to hear what he's actually being New, asked. You know what it is? New York is not known as a media center. And they just no, have, it's, it's really not. It's 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 it's, not, it's a small town. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it, hockey's new to the town. They're still getting their feet wet, you know, yeah. as far as having a major sport, feeling it out. Right. The the embarrassment. Cunny embarrassment. The cunny pushback. That's what it was called. So. Uh, so a little bit generic. I love the comments about his hair. Right. Mario hit a real good one uh, on his hair being as thin as the Rangers Stanley Cup possibilities. Uh, I, I guarantee by the end of these two years or one year, whatever, he'll be completely bald <laughs> and gray. You know how like the presidents, they all get gray. Well, now they're right, right. before they get in, but. Uh, you know, they come in. I, and... I saw Barack Obama on TV the other night. He looked like Scatman Crothers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Red Fox. Yeah. You big dummy. <laughs> hey, dummy. <laughs> hey, dummy. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's not good. So um, <laughs> we shall see what we shall. I'm just excited. Please, there's punches I've said for. How many years we've been doing this, Jim? <clears throat> uh, we are. This is our fifteenth season. Wow! Yep. Unbelievable. We have we have been doing this since uh, June of two thousand nine. October of two thousand nine is when you and I officially entered into a civil internet union. <laughs> Man, so yeah, I, listen. We all get old. Certainly, uh, uh, we bust on the coach's looks just so we can come up with a nickname for the guy and have some humor during the pain <laughs> that is inevitably going to come. But I, I really am glad hockey's here because, as I said at the beginning of really the restart of hockey season, all the and I also think one of the reasons that the Rangers fans are all fucking down is the local teams just below baseball sucked. Football sucks. It's not good. It's not good. And it's, it's, it's it's just killing. It just, again, it's just pain and, and it's hard to look forward to anything. And so tomorrow night they play a tough Buffalo team. This Buffalo team is young. They got the Rasmus Dahlin. They got the the Alex Took. They got the the other guy there, uh, the the Good Thompson, Tage Thompson. They got the Owen Power. They got the power. And uh, so they, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. But hey, Rangers win game one. Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins. He's one of the. They don't talk about him much. When they, you know, mention like you know the the young players up and coming, but he's definitely up there. Are they starting Devin Levi tomorrow night? Do we know? 
I'm sure the minute the schedule was announced, they they counted on starting Devin Levi. I don't know if he's the starter. Uh, Cousins had uh, 70 points last year, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah, 30 goals. So, so they they've got a really good team. Them and the the Devils, the Devils are, you know, they're up and coming. They might be there, but I still have my problems with the Devils as far as their defense and their goaltending. They lost two guys in the offseason in the back line and. Uh, I'm not. I'm everybody not. loves the Devils now. Oh, everybody! We're the darlings. We've never been the darlings. No, we'll never ever be the darlings. Never. Well, you know they got a generational player. We, we and I think that's another thing with Lafreniere. Everybody, <laughs> sorry, I was going to say. <laughs> well, go ahead. Even in '93, '94, we weren't the darlings. We were the team everybody wanted to see fail because they were just so many mercenaries on that team. Yes, yes. We weren't the darlings. No, we're never the darlings. No, I don't care. I don't care. I'd rather be a villain than a darling. <laughs> rather be the heel. Rather be the heel. I'm much more comfortable. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of the pressure that's coming on under Lafreniere, who's only 21 years old. If this guy winds up being a solid second line player or even a third line player, I can live with that. But I think fancying all the hype of Connor Bedard coming in and producing right away, seeing right across the river, Jack Hughes playing at such a high level. It's just another knife in the back of a Ranger fan that we had the number one pick and it, it's just not working out like as well as we thought. And I but, think, I mean, you know, it's, I, you know, it's, what are you going to do? Kako was the consensus number two pick. It's not like the Rangers reached. You know, this isn't like when they took Vitaly Kravtsov. And it was a, you know, it was, that was the smartest guy in the room pick. Kako was the consensus. Lafreniere was the consensus. Right. You know, this wasn't a reach pick. This wasn't Dylan McElrath. Yeah, I, I understand that. And you're right. You know? You're right, White. But the thing is, logic has nothing to do this, with this with the Ranger fan base. Yeah. Well, with the this fan is, base. Everybody or, gets everything. We get nothing. Uh, nothing ever works out for us. Uh, yeah, well, this is what we signed up for. <sighs> this is no. it. Am I getting a phone call? Nope. It's Jonathan Quick. He just invited me to a barbecue. <laughs> I'll be there, John. <laughs> um. So, uh, let's do the over and the under thing. I'm all. I do some over unders. That thing. I, I. You're welcome to participate in the chat room. Absolutely. That's why this is so popular. Yeah, I, I want to know where you guys are. The chat room loves it. Every. I like to see everybody's answers. All right. Let me just give me a second here. Let me just pull up the stat page because that's that's kind of where I go for my. That's where I. It's it's what I use as my baselines. All right, so we're going to start with we're going to start. You want to put your hat on? You want music? How do you how do you want to do this? Oh yeah, give me the uh, oh let's do this that bit. You want a little flare? Oh, let's wake up the uh, the Swami band here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, the Swami. 
Thank you. And uh, I am a pleasure to be here. This this accent may be floating everywhere. Sean says under to everything. Under no 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 no. Rangers will win many games this year. Bread man, bread man, bread man. <laughs> All right, we're going to start off with Capo Caco. 25 goals, over or under? Capo Caco will have under 25 goals. Wow. Wow. What close to 20. Wow. He will be over 20. Eddie's coming in hot. I'm going over. I'm just trying to, I don't know. You know, I Swami, this stuff comes to me through the brain, through one ear and out the other ear. So, you know, it could be a 50. I don't know. Right now, the vibes are telling me 20, 22, 23. We're, we're, we're getting, it's a pretty split chat room on that one. What Seeing overs say? and unders. Okay. But I, I have to, got over. George has got over. I have to drop the level down a little bit on the on the band. I like it. The loud. <laughs> I know, but I want to make sure I can hear you. Yeah, okay. I speak louder. <laughs> All right. Come to me. Come to me. <laughs> Artemi Panarin. 90 points. Over or under. This would be Artemi Panarin's fourth 90-plus season. Uh, yes, fourth 90-plus season for the Rangers, which I believe would be a New York Rangers record. Does he get over 90 points or under? Well, he tried to bond with the spirits by shaving his head in the offseason. And what's going to happen? Less points than 90 this year because of the new system. He will have more responsibility and probably more. Still with the same. Too much puck distribution, not enough shooting. But I see just a tad under. All right. I'm going under as well on Artemi Panarin, but not, not disastrously under. Like I'm not talking like a 50-point season. Here's a biggie. Philip Hiddle, 25 goals, over or under. That would be a career high, by the way. I believe Philip Hiddle as a second-line center. Hold on. Oh, I was just hit with it. 30 goals for Philip Hiddle. It hit me like a bolt of lightning. Second-line minutes. If he can be healthy, as Mario stated, 31 goals. It just hit me again. One up. 31 hit me again. Yes. 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 Yes, Mr. Jim. I'm going over as well. Oh. All right. Now, here's 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 a little tweak on, a, on, a, on an over-under question. And the question is, Brennan Othman, will he be here uh, December 
Will he be here after December? That's over. Or will he be here before December? That's under. When does Brennan Othman come to Broadway? After December. After December. He needs to marinate and then (laughs) be brought after for playoff push. All right, so you're taking the over. I'm taking the under on Brennan Othman. By the way, Brennan will be at the Because I just don't think – I'm taking the under for one reason, because this organization just can't help themselves. If he gets, if the Mr. first two Jim, weeks of the season, right. if he were first two weeks of the season, he's got ten goals in Hartford, and, and Lafreniere's got like three goals. Gotta get Othman up here. Rush him in, Mister Jim. You are so on point. <laughs> <laughs> Igor Shesterkin, thirty-seven wins over or under. Put it in your American bank. He will have 37 wins plus. And that's 37 is what he had last year. So he will be over, according to Eddie. You are right, Mr. Jim. I'm going to say he breaks even. 37 on the button. He's going to be right there. (laughs) All right. Here's another good. Here's another fun one. Ryan Lindgren, in three of his five seasons in the NHL, he has scored exactly one goal. So Ryan Lindgren, one goal, over or under? Well, this this <laughs> must take much contemplation. I did not know when I come into here that I had to know. Oh wait, wrong Swami. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Let, let me let me commune with Vishnu here. <laughs> Two goals. Two goals. Eddie takes the over. Because the, this this offense of Laviolette with the defenseman now joining the play. That's why I'm going over as well. He'll he might only get two, but we'll take it. Here's another good one. Philip Heedle, forty-three percent on faceoffs, over or under? Forty-three is his career best, by the way. I will. What did I predict him? Thirty-two goals, thirty-one goals, thirty, thirty-one. It hit you twice. It would. It would match his faceoff percentage, his goal totals, his point totals. No, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's got to be better. Vishnu has told me. It's got to be better, Philip. You're going over? I'm going, yes, but little. I like ZR Stryker's point here. Pekka beat some sense into him. Who better to teach him? Oh, stop. Michael Pekka was like 168% on faceoffs. How many times have we heard they bring in face-off specialist? Mark Messier comes down. Come on. <laughs> I'm going over. Okay, you wish Are you over or under? You are the king of wishful thinking. You're over you're under? I'm same. 
All right. Igor Shesterkin's career goals against average is 2.37. Will he be under that or over that? I think a hair above. Over. Going over. I'm going over as well, but not by much. I'll bet my rat tail that it's a little bit over. Just because I think they're going to be a little more loosey-goosey in their own end. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me. Uh, the chat room overwhelmingly under on Igor. Oh, wow. And, then the, bring... and then the overs came in. Mr. Now G, it's a mix. Can I ask you a question? It's like Biden in the middle of the night finding all, <laughs> finding all these electrical. 81 million votes after 3 a.m. Wait, what? What? I still see some of those votes in a pothole somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still going through it. Anyway, what do you think about this? The uh, all-elusive shutout always does not hit our beloved Chester. What does he get first, a shutout or a goal? Oh, there's odds on that one. That's a good prop bet if you're a gambling person. Oh, he'll definitely get a shutout first. Shutout first. Shutout first. But I always, I, I look at the guy in Long Island over there, Sorokin. He gets a lot of shutouts. How come Ego don't get shutouts? I say four or well, it's hard to get. Shutout. It's hard to get a shutout when you're down 2 nothing two minutes into the game every night. Four shutouts over or under Igor. Under. Ah, oh, ye of little faith. Mr. Jim. I'm writing it down. I, I didn't say a lot under. I, I did say, I, I, yeah, he's going to win 37 games. I just don't think it'll, it'll be that many shutouts. All right. Here, uh, how about Blake Wheeler? 16 goals. That's what I believe that's what he had last year. Over or under? What about points? Do you want me to do points instead? You want to do points instead? How many points did he have last year? Hang on, I'll tell you. I love this music. I'm digging oh, it. It's, it's great. It's my ringtone. 55 points last year. Same. Eddie says the same. I'm going to go under. He'll be on the first line after two games. Here's one I threw in for fun. Vinny Trocek, 25 bad penalties, over or under? Over. 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 That's an easy one. That's six games in. <laughs> six games. <laughs> Keandre Miller, 45 oh. points, under or over? How many points? 45. I'm hoping more, but I think it would be under. Wow. I'm hoping, but I don't 45 know. 45 was what he had last year. I don't know. I got to watch. I... I, I I just cannot go. I have to see. I know I want Keandre to have more, but I don't want to be disappointed. 
Swami sounds awful Russian all of a sudden. I don't know. <laughs> the music stopped. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. The Rangers had 107 points last year. Will they be under that or over that this year? Under. Under. I'm also saying under. But still, still a playoff team. We're the playoff, of course. <laughs> really? Get out of here. Why? No, nah, I, I, somehow Swami started to be Costa. Oh. <laughs> of course. Last one. Joe Micheletti uses the word fabulous this season. 317 times. Over or under? Over. Over. Oh, Patty Duke is using her crystals. Oh, I'm sweating with this fucking Fakakta thing. Great. <laughs> Over by Thanksgiving. Great job, Swami. Yeah, thank you. I mean, the voice is really fucking shot. John so. says that's a lock bet. Yes. But uh, so everybody seems to be relatively. Who thinks? I think the positivity is starting to come around. It's, I think it's, we're just excited about the season coming. Yeah, I think everybody's, you know, we're done talking about it. Let's get to the games and yeah. hopefully have some fun. Yeah, we will. Guaranteed fun, win or lose or draw, even though you don't draw anymore. Right. Uh, I don't like the skills competition. All the all these. Uh, so. I'm excited. I can't wait to, you know, visit the Ranger, the Boucher Underground chats, uh, game threads. Now, uh, I'm, what, what's the Wolfpack, our, our uh, low-class entry into the Hartford Wolfpack? The low-class field trip? Yeah. Uh, December 17th, Hartford taking on the Marleys, the Jacob Marleys. Sonar's birthday. Meet and greets with the players after the games. We are organizing a group trip. We're going to try and get – we're going to do tickets instead of – we had talked about a suite, but we're going to do tickets, I think. We're yeah, trying to get tickets. the throes of the whole thing. You want to be in the, you want to be in the pit. Now, let me ask you this, Jim, because <laughs> I know this is going to be a problem. Uh-oh. <laughs> you, I mean, I would say this show is about as irreverent as it's ever, ever going to, as far as Rangers hockey, this is an irreverent show. We know there's no boundaries, there's no good taste. But as an older gentleman in the twilight of my years, I am a little bit worried about going to Hartford during Sonar's birthday. And somehow offending some young children. But I'm also part and parcel to say whatever the fuck you feel. We're not animals. There are some animals in our contingent. I mean, you know, this is a this is a, a Hartford Wolfpack game on a Sunday afternoon against the Toronto Marlies. 
I mean, this isn't like Rangers Islanders 1982 what? Madison Square Garden. Who am I doing? <laughs> this is a big... I know, it's still, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I just want to go and be with the, be with the group and have fun and, you know, heckle some Marley's players that we don't even know their names right now and, you know, make fun of Toronto in general. I just see Costa yelling at the referees, but the focus class, what the fuck are you doing? And like doing his whole stick and then being like, if you can't accept me, then, uh, you know, I, I want him. To, I'm torn between two lovers and I'm feeling like a fool. You know, loving them both is breaking all the rules. I enjoy the politically incorrect antics, but I I'm, I don't want him. Well, you know, I, I think no I one... did. I think I did say this when we started talking about it. You know, if we want to do this and if we all, you know, if we, if we put together a group and we go, and we have a good time, which I'm sure we're going to because we're all going to be together and we're all, you know, we're all fun people. But we want to be invited back. They're going to put our name up on the scoreboard. We want to be invited back. We don't want to be that embarrassing. The, I, I, and I, I fear, like, kind of putting a gag on him to keep it, like, PG. Yeah, I, I'll settle for PG-13. Everybody else, I really think it, it can handle I, it, but... He's a you firebrand. And, and yeah, and on the other hand, you know, he's a 50-year-old man. I'm not his mother. <laughs> you know? Throw him out. <laughs> if he gets obnoxious, throw him out. I don't know. I I didn't drive here with him. <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's good, John. <laughs> His hair will look like Ronald McDonald by the time by the time the game is over. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's I'm just uh, I'm worried about the children. Now, whatever. I guess we'll we'll deal with it. I'm sure it'll get back to him. Uh, but he is funny. He's a great ad, but. He just can't be dropping the C word and all that stuff. That's what I'm worried about. Right. Because this, as you know, there is ways to be a heckler at, without using that. Right. The, you know. Of course. There's ways to be funny without it. You know. You know. So I, I'm just. I, I, I enjoy a good F bomb as much as anybody, but it doesn't have to be every other word out of your mouth. I mean, it's a Hartford Wolfpack game. Right. But, I don't know what he's going to get upset about, but I know he's going to look for something. Well, that too. And, you know, there's going to be 6,000 people in the stands. I mean, you know. That's going to be – he's going to stand out more. (laughs) Anyway, I trust Costa. He's a good man. Good man. He'll be fine. All right. He'll be fine. He won't want to upset you and I. You know, he is is conscious, conscious of that. He's not going to want, want to get you or I upset at him. Everybody else, he doesn't give a crap about. That's true. Well, maybe he won't want to. He won't want to upset you. Yes. So, but it's going to be a good time. Okay. So we got December is BSU month around here. We got the viewing party December second, New York City. 
And um, and then the the Hartford game on the seventeenth. I'm going to call them this week, and we'll get we'll get going on tickets. And uh, I think tickets will probably be around twenty four twenty five dollars a piece. So, so we're going to try and sit behind the uh, the uh, Wolfpack bench. We'll call out the line changes. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be filming this buffoonery too. Put Rimpy on the ice. Put Rimpy on the ice. We'll get a fire knoblock chant going. I want a picture of Jen with Rempy because he's you know six foot seven and she's not. I just want the picture of the two of them standing together. Oh yeah, it's a, just a great visual. Yeah, he's probably taller than her, him. Him sitting down. Ice goes. I. We did meet him. Last year, he's a tall guy. Yeah. So, so. All right. My voice is shot, ladies and gentlemen. It's all I got. It's all I got. Let's rock and roll this season. Let's get some, get some feel good vibes back in, in us from uh, sports wise, man. We got. Uh, let's see. Uh, Buffalo tomorrow, and then they're off Friday. Back on Saturday against Columbus. Then they play Monday against the. Coyotes, that's the home opener. So how about we come back Tuesday next week? We'll have a couple of games to talk about. Everybody will be back from the garden. So okay. sounds good. Uh Margaret Hurley, we you I think we live streamed. We'll do some live stuff from yeah, the we'll Hartford game. Streaming. Yeah. I mean, we're not gonna sit and do a whole show, but we'll give you some we'll, there'll be some live stuff for and sure. Maybe we can live we go on Instagram live and maybe uh Facebook live and talk to some of these players. Who knows? Maybe. We could do that with the restream app too. We could just put it right on our YouTube live from you know. Oh, Billy, yeah, coming at you, coming at you. Right. All right, Jim. Well, cue the music. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take the deep dive into the freaking season. The three game evals will be in Tuesday night. Yes. Who's going to be fired? Who's going to be demoted? Right. Get Brendan Othman up here. Let the post fly on the social media. Trade this guy. Trade that guy. Meanwhile, everybody has a no movement clause and nobody's going anywhere. So, but don't forget, get on board. Get on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Underground. You can sponsor the show. Monthly donation helps keep us on the air. We'll put you in our seat in our uh, special Facebook group just for Patreon members. We do a we do. That's right. We pick up the, the, the post-game recaps. We'll start back up tomorrow night. We do those after every every game, almost every game. And uh, we, we always do some special stuff just for Patreon. You get our playoff recaps, uh, special playoff shows. We've got a couple of guests we're trying to work on that may be Patreon exclusives. So go ahead and sign up. And uh, that's all I got. Thanks for being here. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Let's go, Rages. A good you.